creating the space to hear from those that work with children, young people and families from within our Baptist family and other experts. Joining the dots with Emma Moore and Claire Hooper. It's great to be with you for another podcast as we meet Penny, who's going to share some of her experiences of primary schools and all that she gets up to there. Claire, you had the joy of interviewing or having a conversation with, I should say, really, Penny. What were some of the highlights for you? Well, I mean, the first thing that really struck me is that the church had enough guts to employ someone whose primary purpose was to work in the schools and not to do their church-based youth work or children's work and I think that's quite rare do you know sometimes we let the children's and families workers or the youth workers go into the schools if they've got a bit of time but we always put our focus onto the church-based um yeah, children and obviously they're important but I just love it that this church has obviously got this missional heart in that way of wanting to equip people and to equip the saints to be out there in their community in the schools. so that kind of really stood out for me and, and it feels a bit unusual um so that was definitely a highlight and then another one for me oh I'm, I mean I don't want to give it away because obviously I want people to be listening in like you know carry on listening this woman clearly has a passion for children and and just loves working with them and that just came out by her words her tone and the energy with which she kind of she brought to the conversation really and she's um, a teacher by background and so that was really interesting to kind of get that perspective what it's like being a teacher um, in school and so that was that was really interesting as well so uh, I really hope that you find her um, exciting and interesting and you kind of pick up some bits and pieces from what she has to say. Oh Claire I don't want you to spoil any more I can't wait to hear what she's got to say let's listen to that conversation between you and Penny. Penny, it's absolutely wonderful that you're able to join us um, today. So we're really grateful for that. And obviously lots of people won't know who you are. So could you say a little bit about where you are, who you are and the role that um, God's called you to? So hi, morning Claire. So my name's Penny and I work in um, Thatcham. And I've been a school teacher for um, a billion years, basically. And a couple of years ago, I really felt God was calling me to take um, his word around to all the children in our area. Um, what I was finding was more and more children were coming into our school without um, that knowledge of that basic love of Jesus, really. And those, that knowledge of Bible stories that probably lots of us grew up with that were within school. Um, and I was also finding that a lot of our ministers and our clergy were um, overloaded and actually trying to get in schools was really hard. And also our teachers that were in school, um, some of them had really good knowledge, but some had a limited knowledge. So there seemed to be a massive gap where I could uh, go in. So what I have been doing for the last uh, two and a half years now, I suppose, is going into schools and just telling people about the stories from the Bible, letting them know that God loves them and just building up those um very soft relationships really through craft clubs and through clubs and just through conversations on the playground with the children so that's basically what I've been doing ish for the last couple of years that's really exciting I think it's quite unusual isn't it for a church to and they might if they if they have money to employ a children's worker or a, or a youth worker but to be called to do is primary schools that you're in and to for the church to do that is absolutely wonderful do you know what sort of journey the church went on to get to that place 
Absolutely. So um, we had two ministers and our second minister moved on to a new placement. And as a church, we prayed about um, what to do next. And somebody had a word that there may be somebody within the church that could be called up. And then I sort of rose up and had this idea that I've been, you know how you throw ideas out and you go, no, no, no. And then suddenly it all clicked in together. And actually our church were really generous because I do support our children and our families within the church, but only to a limited amount because we've got fantastic volunteers. And it was, it was an outward looking ministry. So it was going outside of the church, going out of the building and into the places where the children were, the playgrounds, the, the, um, the classrooms. Because um, we really felt that not a lot of adults or children naturally walk into a church without any prior knowledge. So we really wanted to make it community based ministry rather than a church based ministry. Um, and my church have been so supportive and so generous in allowing me to do this. That's great. And I, I just love that outward focus um, in, in that way, because sometimes we can always be like a bit maintaining or we've just got to keep the children that we've already got rather than actually thinking, actually, that's maybe on the decline and we need to be getting out there and taking some of these risks. Um, so that's just absolutely wonderful. What, um, what, what's it been like? What's the reception been from the schools then? How have they received you warmly? Has it been like, has it been a good thing for them or have you had to kind of really fight to get into the into the schools? Uh, so it's a tale of two cities, really. So, of course, I come uh, having worked in the community as a teacher for a while. So some doors were easy to open because they knew who I was and they knew what they were getting. So um, in some ways, that's been really easy. Um, other ways, you, I've had to really knock hard at some people's doors and think creatively about what they want. Um, again, a lot of the time, uh, I focused on the children. So one of the biggest things that worked really well was they call it penny on the playground. So literally I tip up at playtime, lunchtime play, um, and I set out my craft and things and I sit there and the children come and go. So it, it, it's really easy to approach me. There's no scare. You don't need to be scared. It's nothing weird. They come in, they drop in for a few minutes. And that has actually been the best thing. It's like dropping seeds. You don't know what's going to happen, but you just scatter these seeds in a really um, gentle way. So I think um, schools have been very happy with that because it, it's in a very low key way. Um, I've then gone in and I've done assemblies. And again, I do it um, with a, maybe with a secular story, but with a Christian message. So again, it's um, inclusive for everybody, whether you are a Christian or a Muslim or a Hindu or no faith at all. Um, and yeah, and I think people have been really pleased with it. And also we've supported um, RE lessons. So when they need a gorilla Christian or they need a Christian perspective, um, I sort of get rung up to go and give a, a Christian perspective. So yeah, schools have been pretty open actually and pretty accepting of me. That's great, that's great. And I love that, um, you know, you've identified that actually we need to be inclusive. And it's, it's when we kind of let go of some of our preconceived ideas or our we, we need to get this point across, but actually we come to serve that we're able yeah. to be um, of much more benefit for the schools then in that way. And, and they can trust us more that we know that we are kind of, we're trying to include everybody in this. And I love your, your starting point with a secular story and then bringing in the Christian message, but maybe in a, in a RE lesson, you can start with a Bible story, yeah. really flexible in your approach, which is um, really wonderful to kind of hear. And how do you get on with the staff? How do they relate to you? Um, again, 
it's a mixed bag. Most people, once they get to know me, it's been lovely and they've been very accepting and they go, oh, you know, you, you sort of people sort of see you in the street. Um, and to begin with, I think sometimes people can be a little bit wary of Christians coming in. They may have had some experiences that haven't been totally wonderful. So I think once they've seen a couple of my, uh, my assemblies, my collective worship, they sort of get a drift of who I am. Um, so that's been really, really useful as well. So yeah, no, the staff have been, again, very, very lovely. And um, sometimes they come up and share things with you and you, you know, you, that, that's such a privilege as well, really. No, that's, that's, that's really lovely to hear. And what, obviously, these past 18 months will have changed the shape of how you've been able to serve schools. Are you able to say a bit about how has that changed for you? There, so that was, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shock. And you're suddenly having to get your head around what to do. So basically, schools have been close to visitors. So there was no way I could physically get in in the early days. So what we very quickly did is we started to record um, assemblies online or collective. Well, some people call assemblies collective worship. So I'll intermix the words. So what we did very quickly was we made sure that there was a resource that schools could use. Um, and we did two different sorts of assembly. One was like a, power ba a PowerPoint based one. So if um, children were isolating and then when the schools closed as well, they could send them out to parents. And then we did um, a sort of video, face on video. And we just sent out two assemblies a week to all the children, to all the schools. And then those were shown in the classroom or sent home. So that's been really useful. Um, and a little bit freaky because you're walking around the town and then someone will come up and go, oh, it's Penny, it's Penny. And you're like, I have no clue who you are. <laughs> Obviously, I do. I know each of them individually. Um, so, yeah, so we've done online assemblies basically for them. We've been supporting the um, head teachers. So we were carrying on with what we call heads and clergy breakfast. So all the churches have been supporting our head teachers because it's been absolutely hideous for them. Um, we also tried to go in and do blessings for the staff. So we went in and we tried to deliver um, care packages, crisps and drinks and biscuits. So the teachers who were in school knew we were there and, and then just reach out and send some resources, some Easter books and things like that. And also, again, we've done a lot of Zoom. So we've gone Zooming in on RE lessons if need be um, as well. And just as the schools open back up and people are starting to get a little bit more relaxed, We've just done a, a big year six transition event, whereas we normally get all the schools together. Um, what we did is we went round each individual school and we gave them out the book, um, It's Your Move, and did some activities with them and just let them know that there was a whole community of Christians that were praying for them and thinking about them for their big move. So very different, but it has worked actually in a way. Sounds like you've been able to be actually really flexible and really responsive very quickly which is is one is I mean that's really great to hear isn't it in that way that it wasn't just like actually it's too difficult we'll stop doing it you've been able to respond and adapt very quickly absolutely and I think that's where working in a school I could see what was occurring so whereas before you have to find out how the schools when you're immersed in it you immediately saw um you know what was going on you saw that there were children at home and you saw, saw that there were your bubbles of children of vulnerable children in school and then as you came back all the children came back but we didn't mix so nobody was in the hall and, bub and classes didn't mix so I think I was on the ground and I got the information really quickly so I could say right I can see that this would work or this will work but that won't work sort of thing so I'm very lucky. Yeah as you were speaking it's funny the weather came to me is oh that's someone on the ground and then you just said I was on the ground and it is it's just like 
yeah you the immediacy is just absolutely wonderful and and even like you sort of talking about actually when you're walking around in your community you know there's the children notice you and recognize you and that just shows somebody that's embedded in their community yeah. and actually you talked again uh, earlier on that um yeah there's some of the doors were quite easy for you to walk through because you were known and yeah. actually that thing of being known in your community and how powerful that is and the longevity then isn't there it's about there being there for the long run and not just uh you know the, the short a short time absolutely yeah and so what are you what have, is there anything that you've noticed about with the children that you've been kind of um serving in that way um we, we, we know we're reading the news that anxiety levels are up and um there's, there's quite a lot of fear around what are they missing out on and, and everything like that from your perspective what would you say to that so first of all, I want to say that our children are the most amazing people in the world. What every single child in this country has done and in the world is just phenomenal. And I get quite passionate when people say they're behind or, you know, they've fallen behind on their education. Oh, they've just done the most amazing thing for the last 18 months. They've protected the adult population by, um, you know, sacrificing their own social life their own education and they're not behind they've done amazing things um so first of all i think we should just you know completely applaud our children because they have just been flexible they have gone with the flow they've coped with things and they've done an amazing amazing job so first of all they're fantastic so what i've noticed now i um i tend to teach in lower school so the children that i've got now in year one have not had a normal start to their education so um, a lot of things they haven't missed because they didn't know they were there, first of all. So it's normal for them. What is what they have missed is that social interaction, that sort of building friendships. You can do a certain amount on Zoom and you can do things, you can make play dates, but it, it's like watching them in a playground. They make up little games together. There's and there's no may not even be any conversation. And that's what I sort of missed is that sort of interaction, that um, soft interaction with a wider group of people you keep in touch with your friends it's those fringe children that you just play with at playtime what we've also noticed is um our mums and our dads obviously they've had children maybe in lockdown or they've had small children and actually going out to toddler groups going out to baby groups really supports them so we've got quite anxious parents because they haven't got someone to just say oh you know i had a terrible night with little joe and someone else goes oh it's fine just do this so we've got quite anxious parents coming in who haven't had that if I say soft support, uh, it, it's that, that wraparound support, that incidental conversations. So that's sort of coming down onto the children a little bit. Then the older children have done really well. Um, they, they are a little bit worried they're behind and we're just trying to tell them they're not. Um, there is anxiety, um, most definitely. And I think the anxiety is just trying to get back into that, I hate this word, but the new normal. When you're not used to being around people, you sort of get used to your own way of things. So you having to rethink again how you chat, how you play, how you work, um, how you cope with that really annoying person that you probably haven't seen for 18 months. And now they're there and you have to cope with them because, you know, life's full of tricky people. But um, overall, I would say our children have been amazing. And yeah, there are little spots of issues that are being picked up and ironed out. But I think give it six months and everyone will be fine. It's really interesting you talk about those soft skills because they're so key for someone's kind of development, aren't they? Because actually that's where you get your confidence from, isn't it? To know how far you can push something or 
you, you know um well everyone needs to know some of the good social skills in life they, they get you quite far don't they and, and you, you learn them on the playground and the so conflict resolution we often call it and that means i've had a falling out with my mate and we have to talk it through and go well what could we do how can we share the ball which you don't want when you're just you at home unless you've got you know brothers and sisters fighting with you that yeah. makes sense. no um, um my mate who's in secondary school she was saying that um Whereas before, she's noticed this, not just over COVID, but generally, that um, they, 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 the need for adult intervention, they go to the adults to help them out, rather than kind of, yeah, working out just on the playground between them and getting it right, getting it wrong, but learning all, all the time with that. So I think that's quite interesting that actually that lack of confidence, the lack of um, experience in some of that stuff, that they draw on the adults to help them navigate some of some of that now don't they and i mean and that will obviously be rolling out into the churches as well when the the, the children's groups are beginning to get together again now and uh and so what, would, what advice would you sort of say to those um the, the volunteers the children's workers that are you know having to kind of navigate that from a church context so what i found with our children at church is um they just want to chat to each other <laughs> <laughs> so um, i've tried to do some teaching and things like that and actually we've kept it really soft so we um, we do a quick Bible story and then we allow the children to rebuild those relationships. Um, and actually, it's about them building their relationships with you, building their relationships with each other. Um, they're very much if they have got brothers and sisters, they become quite reliant on each other. Mm -hmm. So keeping that together for now, you know, you don't need to start ripping people apart. So. I think my advice is go steady, go soft, listen to what your children want. If your children need to play, let them play. Play is really important. Um, you know, if you can get a Bible story in and a bit of prayer, well done, you know, but absolutely listen to what the children need and what the children want. And also, again, what we have found is um, we've tried to do a lot of our things outside. Um, so we're in a, an environment which is still quite they see it's quite safe the parents do and also we've had a lot of parents stay with us as well because they need to rebuild their relationships too so I would say the next we're, we're looking for the next six weeks to, to three months just to be relationship building for the children between each other and between us again so just to build that up that that would be my advice listen to the children I love that being child centered in that way is brilliant and um and because sometimes I think people panic they, they have planned a session and they feel that they've got to do that and and actually that's not what we're about and um and if you need to ditch it because actually the children are needing something else that is okay and for people to have permission to do that and it's yeah. not like they've got a whole lifetime to discover what it means to follow Jesus what it to begin to get a little glimpse into who god is absolutely and i think that's it i think we end up wanting to control sessions and we have our plan and we're controlling and and that child over there is talking and uh, well let them talk you know if that's what they need to do as long as not disrupting other people um you know and we yesterday we had a little boy that didn't want to come and listen to the story so he stood at the side but you know he was still listening he was still there and he was still building relationships with us. I, I, you know, just, I say, just go with the flow. Those children will remember more about how they felt in your sessions and how they were accepted more than, oh yeah, we did a story about a sheep. You know, it, it's, um, it's just, it's those feelings. It's that, it's that love basically. I love that. And I, and I, 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 I you're so on my page, Penny, because I, I sort of say that things are, yeah. We don't remember the minutiae of things. And I'm oh. not saying, obviously, it's important to do teaching. I get that. 
but it is how we feel isn't it it's how we're made to feel welcome and then and the um like research sort of says that basically parents go where they know their children are going to be happy now i know yeah. we can't be happy all the time but a good welcome knowing that they belong and they've been noticed is going to go way more than oh yeah i can do this first and i can do this first and I, yeah we just need to sometimes change our mindset with some of that don't we and I think, you know, I just go on how I feel. If I go to a place and don't feel loved and welcomed, I don't go back. Um, or if I feel out of my depth, if someone's trying to, you know, preach to me something I don't understand, I go, oh, OK, I might go away. But again, you go to places where you feel loved and wanted. And that's that's what our small people want as well. They just want to be loved and wanted. Oh, that's right. And I suppose you get to... Um to do some of that in the schools then don't you I know that when you have yeah. lessons there's particular things that you need to kind of cover and that kind of thing but actually you being you can bring that kind of the, the light into that place um so do, does it feel like that for you so yeah absolutely that's why I like to do penny on the playground if you like so when you stand up and you do uh, your delivery like your chalk and talk there's a barrier you are delivering a message you are trying to do it in a, a fun and interactive way but actually the best thing is not on not there when you've got like 400 children in front of you is when you're sat on the playground and that small child comes up who's a bit lost at lunchtime and doesn't quite know what to do and they come over and they just start chatting to you um and and if you go back repeatedly they come and find you and they chat to you and then when they see you out they go oh I remember making so again it, you just show people you're interested because again that's all we want we want somebody to show that they're interested in us so Someone just comes up and sits down. And that's why I do craft, because it doesn't have to have a conversation. You can sit down and you can colour and you can cut and you can stick. Um, and you're part of it without having to do a conversation. So, um, again, it's a, it's an acceptance thing. It's an inclusive thing. And children just love it when you remember them and go, oh, hello, how are you doing? Um, and then, yeah, it is. You just show that love. We, again, we just all want to be noticed loved and people to be interested in us yeah no i love that and it's i know you make it sound so simple but sometimes we really miss those kind of basic building blocks i think so yeah. i think it's really great and it's and i think it's really powerful and um in just hearing you talk about it, I can just hear your passion and I, I'm excited, excited mm -hmm. for you and excited for the community that you're serving. What What do you think the future is going to kind of look like now as we're sort of beginning to go back? What will September bring for you? Do you know, this is the really hard thing because though I'm like all easygoing, I am a bit of a control person. I like to know what's going to happen and I just don't know. So I've, um, I know that schools are quite keen to have me back in, but how it's going to work, I don't know. Personally, I think we might go um, less whole school, more class based. So what I'm hoping to do is get back into schools. And even if I can't do assemblies to whole schools, go in and just support class based assemblies, do some class based stories. Again, I had done it with the very small children, just reading the Bible stories and acting out. And it was just great. Very easy. So I think that's probably going to happen. Um, and I just I just don't know and it's really weird and and I like to know things and I just don't think God's playing fair he's making me wait at the moment um so yeah I'm not sure exactly how it's going to unfold because I don't think we're going to have another lockdown or at least I hope not um and I, I think schools are quite keen to get people back in but I don't quite know how that's going to be so I've got to just be patient so, so you heard it here first from Penny we're not going to have another lockdown <laughs> <laughs> well 
I'm not that, you know, important, but I don't think we will. Profit in our midst has told us. No, I hope we don't. Um, and what would you say to kind of churches that are, are, are maybe thinking about how they might connect with their local primary schools? What would you say would be a, a, a good first step? Uh, so try and get in touch with your head teacher or your collective worship leads in school. Um, again, the people are really keen to have people in. What they don't want is it to be, too, oh, this sounds awful, but too biblical, too, you know, they, we're not going in to convert children. That's what schools need to know because they need to safeguard their children in there. What you're going in is you're going in to spread Jesus's love and you're going to scatter it. So as people going into school, just get in touch with the main person, see what the school needs and wants. Maybe they want a big assembly. Maybe they just want someone to come in and talk about their Christian faith. Be honest. You know, we are. I'm very honest about who I am and that I'm a Christian and I believe this. Um, but I respect that you don't. Um, and I suppose in a way this sounds awful, but in a way, my husband um, is not a Christian. And in a way that has really supported me. So they they understand that I respect other people's points of views. So um, as a Christian organisation, get in touch with the school, have a chat to them, see what they want, see what you can give. And actually, even if you can't go in and deliver some massive biblical epilogue or whatever, go in and hear readers, go in and support the, the school in a practical way so that you become a person that they get to know as a, a person, first of all, before you bring anything else. I think that answers that. Yeah, no, it's great. And I also know that it's not always the head teacher, though, is it? Because it could be actually you've got somebody in your who are the contacts that you actually have in um, your own church yeah. and use the contacts in that way. But I love what you said about um, being, helping being a reader, being practical in your support. Can yeah. you say a little bit more about that? Well, uh, it's again, it's the same thing that we were saying at the beginning. It's being known and being trusted. So, you know, we often have people that we do have like theatre groups that come in and do things, Christian theatre groups, and then they go again, which is great. But actually, it, it's that continuity that it's that um, I'm going to walk alongside you sort of thing. I'm going to be there. And it, it, you build the trust with the school, first of all, and then you can then build that with the children. Um, so that I think it's just all down to trust people, trusting who you are, trusting your motives, understanding where you're coming from um, and just building a relate. Again, it's building relationships, isn't it? We're back to that again. It's about relationship building. Yeah. And how, how, I mean, obviously we don't want to be too critical, but one of the things that I have kind of noticed is that churches during this time have gone quite inward in that they've been focusing on their Sundays and being really worrying about their Sunday services. And before COVID, I think they would have said, we know that Sunday's like the tip of the iceberg. It's just a little thing. There's all this other work that goes on midweek and, and everything like that. But really when push came to shove, they all were worrying about how to do Sunday services. So, yes. and, and, and it feels like we've just kind of pinged back to Sunday services and, and, um, and I know there'll be exceptions to that, but what would you say? I mean, how does that, does that, that really upsets me basically. <laughs> well, so you know, I've got to say, I haven't really noticed it until you said that, but yes, I suppose it is. Um, first of all, you've got to be feel you yourself before you can go out. So I can understand that you need to keep a certain amount of uh, maintaining going on. And I think it has been so weird that you just don't know what's happening in other spheres. So I think that's probably why we focused on the one sphere we can focus on, like this is our church. We can't quite cope. But actually, I think there has been quite a lot of people going out and doing things because there's the care packages that people have been doing. Um, I know that a lot of people have been given to our hospitals and our nurses and things. Um, so 
I hadn't I hadn't really twigged. Maybe I'm a bit daft, but yeah, we have focused on our Sunday services. Um, but I, I think there are opportunities just to go out there and love. And I think perhaps people have done it, but without the church banner across the top of their head. And I think lots of people have probably believed they look back and they go, yeah, well, you know, we did clap for the NHS, but we also gave and we did this and we went and supported our local neighbours and we made sure that so-and-so round the road had their milk and bread. So I think in a way, maybe churches haven't done it, but individuals have done it in a way that has worked. Um, yeah, no, I love that. Actually, I think you're right. The church scattered has been very good. And we've maybe as an institution type of thing have focused on the church gathered. Obviously, yeah. I do believe in the gathered church, but I love yeah. that, that the church really has moved out. I, I had this phrase, the church moved into the neighbourhood. And, yeah. and, and, and actually, you, you're right. It, it really did, didn't it? And it's and it'd be really great if we continue to kind of move into the neighborhood and move into our communities and move into our schools and and not and and to see that as such a an, an opportunity to get to know our communities get to know our children and, and yeah. to serve them um in in that way and i mean you know it's like even local businesses sent us things as a school and that was so lovely you know just to have a box of chocolates delivered that was really kind and yeah, no, that's cool. And um, so this whole series is called Joining the Dots. And, and you've just kind of illustrated that is you know, the church in and the school, but also these businesses. And there's so many dots, dots to be joined up. And the more that we kind of work together, I think um, oh, I say God's kingdom shines more brightly or something. I don't know. It's, it just feels really great when we're working together in partnership, doesn't it? In that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think our time is probably coming to an end, Penny, but I'd like you to have the last word. So is there anything that you would like to um, say as a, a final word? Oh, my goodness. This is the deep and meaningful. First of all, I'm not deep and meaningful. I'm very, you know, sarcastic normally. Um, basically, you know, just get out there scattering seeds because you just don't know what will grow. And there is a fantastic Bible verse that says, you know, I can't remember where it is, obviously, that um, God's seeds grow through the night and we don't know how it happens or when it's going to happen. And I just really believe that, you know, everybody uh, from the smallest children just need to see that God loves them and feel it in their heart. And we don't know what will happen. We don't know what will happen in, in the future. So all we're told to do is go out there, throw the seeds generously and widely and leave the rest up to God, really. Thanks, Penn. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear your heart and your passion for the children that you're serving in your local primary schools. So I don't know how you found that, Emma, but I was I was kind of struck again by her um, the passion with which she said around the sacrifice that our children have made and how we need to be thankful to them during this time. Um, what, what, what would you say about that? Would you see it as a sacrifice that they've made? Or I couldn't agree with her more. Our children have been amazing. As, as a mum of three, I know the sacrifice my children have made. Um, I'm also in a local primary school. I know the sacrifice that those children have made, but I would completely agree with what Penny has said. You know, they have done it with such resilience and such bravery. And I don't know if they have lost out. There are things that don't get me wrong. There are things they've lost out on, uh, but they have been amazing. They have been absolutely uh, the backbone of this country and I think they need to be applauded 
massively by us all and certainly not written off uh you know and, and and the other thing that she was saying that i really valued so much was that she talked about every contribution that goes into a school setting as being so valuable and, and i really want churches to hear that so whatever it is that as a church we can offer to our schools offer it I think that is so important, whatever it might be from what you might think is the smallest contribution to what you think might be a massive contribution, whatever it is, if you can contribute to the life of a school, do it. No, that's absolutely great way to kind of capture some of what she was um, saying. So I hope people have been inspired, but I wonder what stood out for you. And I wonder what your next step might be. And I wonder who are the people that you need to be connecting with so that you can they can join in with this conversation. Until next time. Keep joining those dots. <laughs>